Okay, week five of the NFL season. Well, sorry, week six. Wow, I'm way back in time. So I am a Niners fan, as you are aware. And this is actually going to be about the 49ers versus the Browns. Uh, this game is going to be played in Cleveland. Um, it is going to be possibly a very wet and windy game, uh, which could benefit the home team. However, with that being said, I think the Niners travel well. Um, they do have a lot of following, so there may be a lot of red at this game. Um, the reason why I say that is on week one, there was a lot of red in Pittsburgh. And that is the AFC North. AFC North is a bunch of fans that are a little crazy. Uh, you have the Terrible Towels, and you have the Dock Pounds in Cleveland. So currently right now, um, as I look this morning, at game time, we're looking at 16% chance of rain, 15-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, the, weather, the temperature is actually going to be around 52 degrees. Um, what I will say, it's going to be a little bit warmer here than there, so it's not that much of a difference, but it will um, not really have an impact. Um, however, in the afternoon, or as the game continues on, we are looking at 35 to 43% uh, chance of rain, so there are uh, opportunities for it to get a little wet on the field. Um, it is supposed to rain overnight. If the tarp is placed on the field, this should not impact the game. If it is tarped, then if it's not tarped, then we may have a pretty significant amount of slushiness on the field. Uh, we may get lucky with the weather. We may not. Who knows with the Midwest nowadays? Um, we do not know. But what we do know is the wind will be consistent at 15 mile an hour winds. Um, it will gust up probably a little bit past 25 degrees, so 25 miles an hour. So that's one thing to keep an idea, ID on, an eye on, sorry, my apologies. And the final injury report did come out for the 49ers and for the Browns. Um, and what we do know is Drake Greenlaw and Elijah Mitchell will be the actual players that will be on the questionable list uh, for the 49ers. Um, and then for the Browns, we do have a couple different players that are actually on the injury report from the beginning of the week to the end of the week. Uh, Joel Blitzonio, uh, knee, he did not participate. He is going to be out. Miles Garrett actually did have a little foot thing last week um, into the or in the bye week time frame. Um, he is, was a limited. He did not participate on Wednesday, but he has limited participant on Thursday. On Friday, he was a full participant. He is game status is he is playing. Uh, David Njoku, after his burning incident, um, he did not participate in Wednesday or Thursday. He was a limited participant and questionable to play on Sunday. Um, as we saw in the early week and prior week before their bye week, Deshaun Watson is having a right shoulder injury, which is his throwing arm. He did not participate on Wednesday, and he was ruled out yesterday and did not participate in any practices. He is ruled out. Jerome Ford is a knee. Uh, he was a limited participant on Wednesday. 
I think that's really just to maintain his uh, reps and keep him uh, fresh. Uh, he was a full participant on Thursday and Friday. Ethan Pochich, center, uh, he has a chest, knee, foot um, injury. He was limited in all three days. He is questionable to play. And then Cedric Tillman, um, his hip, he is ruled out. So those are your Browns. And then the Niners, there was only five players listed on the injury report for the final. Dre Greenlaw, hamstring, he did not participate in Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, he was a limited um, Shanahan ruled him questionable. Uh, George Kittle is resting. Um, he did not participate because of his uh, massive performance on Sunday. He was exhausted from carrying the team. Just kidding. Uh, he did not participate on Wednesday. Just rest for rest purposes. Uh, he was a full participant the last two days. He will be playing. Elijah Mitchell, knee. He did not participate on Wednesday. He was limited, limited on the last two days. So he is going to be going into this game questionable. Trent Williams is unspecified. It was resting. Uh, Aaron Banks, this was the key component, um, I think, of this week. There was a possibility after Sunday Night Football that Aaron Banks could have been on injured reserve and we could have lost him possibly for the season. But the great news is everything tested out well. Um, he was limited in all th both uh, practices, both Beginning of this week, yesterday, he was a full participant. So right now, he is scheduled to play. So we will have the full offensive line going in to tomorrow's game. Which brings me to the game. This is two kind of different teams for sure. Um, the Browns come in at 2-2. Two two. Uh, the Browns started off the season with a good win against the Bengals. Uh, they had their second week against the team the Niners already have faced, uh, and they they did destroy the Steelers, the Niners did. However, the Browns did have a tough time with them. So with that being said, uh, Steelers beat them 26 to 22. The Browns then the following week played the Tennessee Titans and they took care of business heavily. Deshaun, it was Deshaun Watson's last game. Um, that is where he did pick up the injury. Uh, the Browns beat the Titans 27-3. And then Dorian Thompson's first NFL game did not go according to plan. And the Ravens beat the Browns 28-3. They, they were coming off their bye week, as I mentioned before. Um, the game is in Cleveland, so they do have that home field advantage. They are used to the weather conditions in that area. Niners do travel well, and the Niners uh, schedule kind of recapping their season so far. Uh, they opened up against the Steelers. They took care of business, um, and they definitely were on fire. Uh, they played like they were on fire. They then took their um, game on the road again uh, to SoFi Levi's. Uh, SoFi Levi Stadium in uh, Inglewood. Uh, they had a little bit of a tough matchup with the division foe, but you know what? Niners know how to pull it out. They struggled in the first ha half of this game on defense, but they figured out what they needed to do, and they took care of business in the second half. Their defense stepped up with a couple interceptions against Stafford. Thursday night football, the Niners played the Giants. We all know what happened. I'm not even going to touch on that. Niners beat them 30-12. Was not very good. Uh, the Giants look awful. 
Uh, Saquon Barkley is their heart and soul of that team. Um, their defense, it's okay. They're okay. Um, I think they'll be fine probably in the second half of the year once Barkley gets back. But as we know, uh, there's only 17 games, so they have to win as many as possible. They may be on their road to an early exit for the season and looking at draft picks. Cardinals took care of the Cowboys before they played the Niners in uh, Santa Clara. And they beat the Cowboys, which was pretty awesome. However, Niners took care of them 35-16. to And Thursday and Sunday Night Football, we all know what happened. Niners took care of business and punched the Cowboys in the face. And they went home, running back home to Jerry, crying like a little baby. And saying that they were better than what they performed at. And they're on the same level as the Niners. Um, As Steve Harvey, Harvey likes to say, survey says... I don't think so. Will they be in the playoffs? Probably. But you can't say you're on the level of the Niners if you don't perform on any given Sunday. And we all know what happened on Sunday. And we really will not revisit that until we possibly play them again in the playoffs. So, keys to the game. So, the keys to this game, I really still do feel it is going to be in the trenches. um, Whether that be the Niners offense, defense... Or the um, Browns offense defense. What I'll focus here is going to be the trenches. The Niners offensive line, as I mentioned, with Aaron Banks coming back, that means they're going to be 100% healthy and they will be able to uh, go up against pretty much what I think is the best duo in the NFL in Zadaria Smith and also the fucking man, the beast, the legend, Miles Garrett. He is something else. Um, he has a high power motor. He will throw you out of the way. I think Trent Williams and Colton McKevitz are going to have their hands full. I think they're going to need some help on both sides. But you know what? I feel the Niners are going to be able to handle them uh, with help from Kyle Juszczyk and also from George Kittle and Charlie Warner. Uh, Miles Garrett will be everywhere on the line. Um, I did review some of the Ravens game. Just the first first 10 minutes are what I really wanted to focus on, just to kind of see how he opens the game. He does not really stay in one place. Uh, he is all over the place. He can line up at DT. He can line up outside. He can go into the three technique. He can go on two. Uh, he will shift his body. He does cause the offensive line to move past, um, possibly before the snap. And that is something to keep an eye on. Um, I feel Zadarius Smith is a little bit, just a slight step down from Miles Garrett, but he is good at the pass rush, and that's what I will focus on for him. However, the biggest component that I think the Niners will actually have is going to be running the zone uh, scheme against these two defensive ends. Um, Unless the Browns are to move some safeties into the box, I do not think the Niners, or I don't think the Browns are going to be able to handle the zone read um, in regards to the zone from read from JP Mason and also Debo and the man, the myth, the legend, CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Overall, I think there may be some times where Brock's going to be under pressure, but Brock does have really good pocket presence. He will move around the pocket, Kyle will get him out of the pocket. Kyle knows how to use Brock Purdy's um, 
Very good skill sets. Um, is he elite quarterback? No, but you know what? He's a very good, smart quarterback, a good, smart football player that he will use to his advantages the weapons he has around him. Is he making throws week by week basis that you're like, wow, he made that throw? Yes. Is he going to get better? Absolutely. Do I think he's Joe Montana? Absolutely not yet. Do I think he's Steve Young? Absolutely not yet. He's just going to get better and better, and he doesn't care what critics say. I'm not a critic of him. I just want him to be the best player he can be. Uh, the 49ers um, will have CMC at a healthy row. Elijah Mitchell is questionable. He probably will not play. He did travel with the team, however, so he will be there. Uh, they are not staying over the week, from my understanding. They typically will stay one week over, um, one time during the season. But because of Monday Night Football, and then it being more than a full week, they're most likely going to be coming back. With the with uh, Miles Garrett, they want to keep these uh, third downs to a minimal, um, third and manageable, as they like to say. I think Brock's going to be able to do that, and I think they're going to be able to do shorter passes, faster passes, and not allow Miles and Zadarius to actually get off the ball and cause Purdy to go down. As long as we stay healthy. I think that will be one of the key components of the game is maintaining those two edge rushers. The middle linebackers and outside linebackers for the Browns, they're pretty average, not going to lie. Um, and also their interior linemen are pretty average as well. But our interior of our line is very strong. That's where I think we are the strongest. And I think we'll be able to be successful um, against the Browns. The second key to victory is special teams. When weather is a problem, we know what happens. It's going to be wet, windy, and we have one of the better kickers from college last year in these types of weather situations. Jake Moody played for Michigan last year. He is he was in the Great Lakes area. He played in Michigan. He played through snow. He played through really tough uh, conditions. He's dealt with crowd noise. The dog pound is going to be roughing, uh, barking. Do what they can to get into the kid's head. I don't think that's going to be an issue. He's been pretty flawless so far. He's turning into one of those picks that, you know what, was questionable at the time. But you know what? They turned it around, and they did really well with that pick. Mitch Rosnowski, he's definitely one of the better punters. We haven't had to utilize him very much. He literally only has 15 punts this year, which is astonishing because that is only three punts a game. However, where I found the stat to be very, very awesome is of the 15 pumps, 15 punts, 10 of them have gone inside the 20. That's a 66.7% probability every punt he has will go in the 10. I'm not going to, I'm really going to take this as a great assault because I think it's better than that because they have been destroying teams uh, by scoring more than 30 points. And honestly, We've had to punt the ball literally late in the game. Most of the game, we haven't had to punt, or we're going for short sh short yardage, or we're kicking the field goal. So his average kick return is only 6.5 yards, which is top 10 in the league. He's actually an eighth. And honestly, I think that would be better if he actually had to punt more because he would have more consistency. And we don't want him to punt, though. <laughs> we really don't want him. We just want him to be ready to go. 
Um, they're usually up by two scores, and honestly, that's when he's punting. And he's not really having to, like, stress out about situations, so he's just letting it go. Um, and that's where we are. The returning game is going to be key. It is definitely going to be wet. You want to keep the ball dry as much as possible. Keep it off the turf. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, he's averaging 10.7 yards per return. Um, he's only got six fair catches on his returns. Um, he has not fumbled or muffed a punt this season. The punter, Corey Bazarquiz, uh, averages a 47 yards per punt. Um, but the coverage is suspect. Uh, the punt coverage for the Browns gives up 12.3 yards per return, which is double what Ray Ray actually is doing. He only has seven of his 20 punts inside the 20. Um, the win is going to play havoc on this game. So that's one key component as well, part of the special teams to keep an eye on. I really feel the Niners have the advantage. Uh, we have the experts punter. We have a really veteran kick returner. And our, ki our kicker itself is actually very strong right now. And I have confidence that he will do very well in this situation in Jake Moody. The last key to the game, the defense. This could be the week. This could be the week that the Niners thrive and end this game really quickly. Overall, we've seen the Niners beat a lot of teams by double digits and end the game by midway through the third quarter. However, with P.J. Walker going in at quarterback for Deshaun Watson, you're looking at a possibility that we could see more than three sacks in this game. You also have one of the better outside rushers that the Niners made a trade for in Randy Gregory. He will be suiting up for the first time for the Niners in red and gold, and he will be opposite of Nick Bosa. That is going to take a lot of stress off of Nick. Nick's going to be able to thrive. Oh, and wait, we have Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave, what can I say? I'm calling it now, and I called it earlier uh, with a bunch of my friends. Javon Hargrave was the best free agent signing in the NFL this last offseason. You're asking me the reason why. Last year, he had 16 QB hits. This year, he has six already through five games. Mind you, he has not played a full game in regards to percentage of snaps. He is at 62% snap ratio. Eric Armstead, him, and uh, Kevin Gibbons have been recycling out in that position. Javon Hargrave is a force to be reckoned with. Their center is going to have major difficulty keeping him um, and keeping B.J. Walker in the pocket. If he does go outside of the pocket, Nick Bosa, and what I think is going to happen is Fred Warner is going to be a spy on uh, P.J. Walker. Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator last year with the Carolina Panthers, does anyone know where P.J. Walker played last year? He played for the Carolina Panthers. Did he start some games? Yes, he did. Was he the uh, was he the actual quarterback on the scout team? Yes, he was. 
So Steve Wilkes knows PJ Walker's disadvantages, advantages, what he can do well, what he can't do well, and what will what will drive him to a point where he will feel very uncomfortable. In regards to the coverage, we have the best linebackers for coverage. Um, I will say I'm starting to get vibes of two other linebackers with the Niners I really love. Um, my favorite linebacker of all time for the Niners is Navarro Bowman. He played with a chip on his shoulder. He was strong. He pushed himself. Um, he, came, he really injured himself in that Seattle game. Came back from a torn ACL, and he thrived after that. Dre Greenlaw is questionable, but I do feel we do have a good backup in Oren Burks. And we may see some J.R. Brown, uh, for our rookie from Penn State, who is kind of like a hybrid backer. He's really good in run defense, and he's also good in pass coverage. We may see him come in just to kind of be that extra kind of linebacker feel in like a nickel or a dime package uh, with Fred Warner by his side. Um, in regards to running the ball, Browns are a very good rushing offense. However, I feel the Niners are going to have that uh, edge still. Uh, they do only give up about 100 yards a game. However, a lot of that is garbage time rushing. They didn't. They only gave up around 50 yards against the Cowboys last year or last weekend um, on Sunday Night Football. It's not even close with the amount of pressures that the Niners are putting on quarterbacks. Quarterbacks have been running around. Um, the only time they've been able to get the ball off is a quick three-step drop or a screen pass, bubble, bubble screen, whatever it may be. When they are dropping back seven to ten uh, step drop, they are not uh, thriving at all. And I feel the Niners will have the advantage in every aspect of this game, um, which is going to get me into my betting odds. Uh, they opened at minus three uh, for being the favorites against the Browns. Seeing the weather and if Watson was going to play, it was really kind of up in the air. What was going to happen? Um I think still I would have taken, taken the Niners easily on the points. The money line was a minus 220, which is actually really easy to use as one of your parlays early in the week. However, that is no longer the case. The current odds, um, because of the injuries and the statuses of current players, um, has moved the Niners to a 9.5 favorite. Um, I'm still taking the Niners on the 9.5 the over-under is 35.5. I'm taking the over. Um, Niners average about 30 points a game. Whether that means they'll be over their point total or if the Browns can squeak out a touchdown in the field goal um, or a couple field goals, that remains to be seen. The 49ers will set the tone right away, as they have it every week, um, whether that be the first drive of the game or by by defense three and out, or a turnover immediately. P.J. Walker is going to be interesting to watch. I think he's not going to be able to thrive. I think the Niners are going to throw a lot of things at him that he's going to have to pick up really fast. I would not be surprised to see a lot of delayed games or rushes um, by him to get everyone onto the line or not being able to snap the ball quickly. 
The weather still remains to be a factor. Um, I do have a final score prediction. I think we see two field goals by Jake Moody. Um, I, I feel the Niners are going to win this game 34-13. to 13. That is my full prediction um, of the day. Uh, they will cover and get the point total as well. How they get 13 points, I don't know. Um, they'll probably get two field goals and then a touchdown. Um, I think the Niners are still going to be able to move the ball pretty easily against this defense. It's it's a strong defense. I will give the Cleveland Browns the credit, the benefit of the doubt. However, I do feel P.J. Walker is going to turn the ball over. They're going to have to punt the ball a lot because I think the Niners' defense is just way too strong to actually be moved up and down the field. My fantasy predictions. Um, McCaffrey um, is averaging around 20 carries a game. So that puts his over under at 20 carries. I say he's going to go over. Uh, yards, 90 and a half. I say he's going to go over. I see McCaffrey with 110 yards, one touchdown rushing, and one reception. No, I didn't make that bold prediction of him throwing for a pass either. So I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. Ayuk. Uh, Mr. Brandon Ayuk, over under. This season continues. Um, however, I don't think he's going to get over five and a half catches. I think he'll end up with um, a little bit under that. Yards, however, 15 and a half. I think he will go well above that. Fantasy, I see him under the reception at four carries, or sorry, four catches. Uh, but three of those catches will be two, will be 20 plus yards. And that will be a run after the catch and putting them into good field position. No touchdowns for Mr. Brandon Ayuk, though. Debo. Debo Samuel. Over under is five receptions. I think he's going to definitely go over that. Yards-wise, 50.5. He'll go over that as well. Debo will be used as a running back with J.P. Mason and also Christian McCaffrey uh, in this game. I think he will inflict a pretty good amount of pain and make the DBs, uh, the defensive backs, and the linebackers not feel comfortable. Um, he'll have four catches for 78 yards and one touchdown, and it will be a rushing touchdown. George Kittle, after his massive game on Sunday Night Football, over under uh, four receptions, he's going to go over four. Uh, he'll be over 45 yards as well. There'll be shorter receptions this week due to the weather. Um, that will make him Brock Purdy's favorite target other than McCaffrey on his dump-offs or Texas routes. Uh, I say George is going to have five receptions for 50 yards and one touchdown reception. And last but not least, Mr. Brock Purdy. The over-under pass attempts is going to be 25. I think he's going to be under that. I think they're going to be ahead of this game. They're going to be running the ball a lot more. Weather is going to be permitting him to throw a lot. 249 yards. I think he's going to be under that as well. Touchdown-wise, um, he'll be over two touchdowns, um, whether it be rushing or passing. But what I predict is going to be a 220-yard game, uh, two touchdowns. His first interception of the year, however. I will say this will be his first interception because of their corners being very strong and him trying to force it in. Um, this will be the first um, item you will see. So overall, uh, that is my prediction and my preview for this game. I really feel the Niners have a pretty good wrap on what they want to do as a football team. 
I think they're very strong in almost every aspect of the game. The secondary is still a work in progress, but I feel it's gotten stronger in the last three weeks. Isaiah Oliver, our nickelback, had one of the best games of his career against C.D. Lamb. And I think that continues this week. Um, I think he thrives. He hits hard. He be very. He's very good in run defense. To kind of get ready for the next couple weeks, they only have one more game before their bye week, and that's against the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Who knows what's going to happen this next week? There are rumors spreading about Kirk Cousins being moved. So Kirk Cousins may not even be the uh, Vikings quarterback. We may see Nick Mullins. Um, after the bye week, we have the Bengals. And then a possible Sunday night football flex game. Oh, wait. Never mind. We have the Bengals before the bye week. So we have a short week against the Bengals. Then we go into our bye week, and then we face the Jaguars November 12th. November 12th will be a Jaguar game, and that game could be flexed into primetime. Rumor has it this is the game they are looking at. It all comes down to how the Jaguars do the next two weeks. Uh, so this was my official first preview for the Niners uh, game. Um, like and subscribe. Leave some comments below. And as I say with all my friends, bang, bang, Niner gang, let's get that W tomorrow. I really feel confident in that team. I feel confident that we're going to be able to go to Cleveland, have a great game, and thrive and take us to victory. Have a great rest of your Saturday, and I will see you tomorrow. See ya!